All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is six-time All-Star and captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, the G-Unit, Claude Giroux. Time to face off. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What is going on, Nasty? What's up, Riggs? Not much, but they just grinding away in the shop this week. Uh, some Howie Steel. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, I got my... Uh, everyone reach out to me via email or text about some uh, skates I have as well. Um, Beauty. But yeah, been busy. Been busy, buddy. How about yourself? Yeah, man, just... Uh popped back in to to record this down at the beach in lewis beach delaware and uh enjoying the sun nice. with the family so it's been uh it's been nice but uh is it is that all you do is just go on vacay like, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's just certainly been seeming just like in mexico that. a week ago i think you're missing all the men's league games the boys oh, are I'm pissed sorry, man. you missed kaz oh, last man. friday night blue was there i know blue. Big blue straight out of the hospital Big blue. Yeah. He's got it. He's back. When you're 86 (laughs) and you're popping a hundred milligram Viagra, that's not, I don't think his heart can handle it anymore. 
No, man, he's got to cut that back. He's got to cut the dose back or to cut I it was, out completely, man. Go all I match. Said, I said, I said, Blue, is Cass tell me the truth? Did you really pop Viagra? You went to the hospital? He goes, yeah. I said, are you serious? He goes, no. <laughs> he's, got no, he's got no teeth. I'm like, I can't tell if he's, if he's telling me the truth or he's fucking around with me. Uh, I wish it was the truth. There'd have been a better story. Oh, Matt, this guy, though, he was dead. You should have seen he's a machine. I've got some, I have to post it because he's got, he was moving. Got some moves? Oh, man. Does he Loves ever, the crew? Right. right loves, loves the crew and loves the ladies. Oh, man. Dancing with the ladies. It's, he, I watched him while we were laughing. Kaz is probably mad because we were watching Blue the whole time <laughs> instead of Kaz instead of the band. No, I'm kidding. They rocked it out, man. It was a good show. All right. We're going to have to post uh, a video or two of uh, Blue because you know, yes, you know he who is. he is. He, He's a nasty knuckles guy. So he is a nasty knuckles we, guy. He's an absolute beauty. <laughs> right on. Well, what's going on in the hockey world, Nast? Got some well, updates? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we got both uh, semifinal series have started, and uh, yeah. the Islanders. Uh, I shouldn't say shocked anyone really the way this. Yeah, team man, is. they're going so strong. Very trots. I mean, you, you know, like you you just can't count them out. I don't care who they're playing. They're just God. Well, they're so strong. Yeah, got them going. They're so, they're so structured. And, they just play, you know, Trotsy's way. And, um, you know, they're playing game two tonight as we speak. It's a uh, 1-1 game, so we'll see what happens. It's It's been a good game so far. Uh, very, very scrappy. Boys are on tilly. edge a little bit. Yeah, a little tilly there. In the first. Our buddy and, Pat uh, Maroon checking with yeah. old Martin. Old Marty. Yeah, yeah two, two big men there. Oof. I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that scrap. No of course, I would, like, need a couple of phone books if I was – standing yeah you definitely guys, have but... to start hey, uh, start start growing hey we're almost the same weight now i'm a buck <laughs> that's five true soaking wet that's, <laughs> I know. A that's true now. hey elvis got we went to the doctor today he weighs 52 pounds dude he's like five foot eight <laughs> 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 he's fucking <left. laughs> a solid 52 52 <laughs> pounds i'm like dude you weighed 42 like two years ago like, <laughs> yeah right just, packing it on 10 pounds every two years He's so lanky. He's oh, like yeah. Bambi. He looks like Bambi running around. Um, but anyway, uh, and then we had Vegas uh, going up one nothing last night on uh, Montreal. Yeah. Um, it was a good was game another scrappy a one. Bit. Yeah, it was a scrappy game. But, Man, every, you know, uh, every whistle is a little skirmish. and Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, that's that's what, well. I, I enjoy that. I mean, that's, I think that's what people like about it. You, you know, they – they're trying to make this like obviously those two teams didn't play at all. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Carry uh, Price kept a minute, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. He looks good. Been, it could have been a lot worse, but uh, maybe they'll, you know the next we'll see what happens in game two. Of course, I thought Colorado wasn't going to lose a game after watching game one of last year. Yeah, series. I know, right? So I mean, you just you just never know. But it's been entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. I th- I think um, I think Montreal has got a little more to give uh, offensively. Um, I, I think they're going to squeeze out a game or two, but I still think Vegas wins that series. Um, they're just, I don't know, they just look crisp and fast and um, they execute, it seems. Yeah, everything. Yeah, right, exactly. They basically so. have everything. But, uh, and Flurry, man, the flower, like, God, right. this guy's so good too, man. God. Yeah, to perform the way he is, uh, you know, not that he's old, but, you know, he, he, he just he hasn't lost. Man. He hasn't lost uh, – any juice in his game, it doesn't seem like, you know. Just... Hey, you, a few years ago, I mean, well, a few years ago, we're talking nine years ago, I was wondering where he was because uh, we beat them in six games. 
and we had Briz, and um, that series like uh, Flower just had a tough time. I mean, yeah, I remember a ton, a ton of goals. Yeah, um, and you know you're kind of like, well, maybe you know. Yeah, I was saying he was done, but God, what a turnaround! I mean, this and he goes on and wins a couple more cups in yeah. Pittsburgh, and could <laughs> win one this year. Jeez, he got a good chance. He's unbelievable. Yeah, that happens yeah. a lot with goaltenders. You know, you have a couple good years, and obviously he was a high pick, and he's you know a big big name goaltender. But you know, got, goalies seem to fizzle off pretty quickly sometimes. You know, one bad year, yeah. and then it's like wheels start falling off the carriage. But he seemed yeah. to really re, you know respond from that, and, and obviously string together a bunch of successful seasons. So nice to see yeah, him. Done. Seems like a really good guy and just good positive attitude. So I'm sure that helps. Yeah, yeah that's what they they say. He's all he's just a just a fun dude to be around, man. Um, yeah. been able to meet him a couple of times. He sent Elvie a nice uh, video too for his birthday, which was oh, cool. Did he? Awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Elvie loved it. But uh, yeah, man. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so far, entertaining, like we said, and um, see where it goes. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's get into our interview with G. All right, it is presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen you to will. this. Yes, right. Listen to this great offer, Riggs. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits, brother. Ooh, oh, yeah. Sounds like a good deal. It is. Got to put it on the Sixers because they got to come back from last night. Anyway, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Knuckles when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code Knuckles for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only, wager paid out, in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Boom. Let's go, Nast. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I am Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are so pleased and honored to have number 28, the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, Mr. Claude Giroux. And I said it right, not like Clarky that time when you, when you got picked. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, good, uh, good to be on the show. I've been listening to you guys uh, every episode, so it's good to, to be on here. Awesome, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you uh, carving out the time. And good to see you again, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while for sure. Too so, long. Yeah, I know. It's been way too long. Yeah. So you're you're back in uh, Ottawa, uh, obviously postseason and a little quarantine action, and now you're back. Uh, you know, back into uh, you know, you say your 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 personal life and enjoying the off season and and well, probably not preparing for next season quite yet. Probably still in recovery mode. But uh, 
you know, talk us about talk to us about uh, you know the end of the season and uh, and coming going back home for uh, for the yeah. offseason. Yeah, anytime uh, you don't make the playoffs, it's always a, a shitty way to start the summer. Um, got back uh, maybe a month ago and had to quarantine for 14 days, so I was home with uh, with Ryan and Gavin, and uh, we had a backyard and be in the pool, played hockey outside, and uh, he's a pretty active uh, little guy, so. Uh, uh, he kept us uh, pretty busy for 14, uh, 14 days here. <laughs> I bet. Uh, he's a little wheel, man. I haven't seen that little guy, uh, obviously, for a long time. But it's fun. It's funny just to see him running around now, man. Like, dude, you know what? You're getting old, bro. I am getting you're get, old. You're I'm getting old. old. You're getting old. Dude, fuck. I mean, you almost caught me. Two more years, we'll be the same age. I stopped counting. I stopped going up, man. It's just, it's too depressing, bro. Yeah. yeah. Here was the bit was the big one that I actually, I should be happy. I never thought I'd make it this long. You know how, uh, how I've been known to, to run a little bit. Uh, but uh, it is awesome to see Gav, man. And now you have another one on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Another boy in uh Two dates till uh, August 11th, so two boys running around. Oh, I should have called Look you. Out. I I, I should have called you in for the reliever after by two girls. But I finally, <laughs> yeah, I finally, yeah. I finally knocked one out with Elvie. Yeah, so I'm good now. Thank goodness. Riles is still there. Uh, he's got his two beautiful little girls. He's he, he wants a little rigatoni. Oh, with my luck, I'd get a set of twin girls for sure. <laughs> yeah, you would. four girls in the house. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, but anyway, Hey G. So obviously we don't need to talk a lot about it. It was a tough year. Not what anyone expected. Obviously I know, I know you and I know how uh, I always say on this show and, and other podcasts that I've done that G's a guy that hates losing almost more than you like winning. I know that's cliche, but, uh, just, just not what any of us are expecting. And don't blame me and Riley. Cause we were so optimistic every week, you know, it was like, you know, we start off great and then, uh, you know, a couple of hiccups and you're still early in the season and we're like, yeah, we'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I know it's tough for you. Like you said, when you don't make the playoffs, it's, it's, it's not a lot of fun, especially when you're finishing like 10 games left, you know, mm-hmm. you still show up still professional, obviously, but uh, it's gotta be tough. No, for sure. It's, uh, you know, especially with the uh, big step we, uh, we had last year in the bubble in the playoffs, you know, we were playing pretty good hockey. Um, we ended up, uh, being first place to get in the playoffs and uh, losing obviously the Islanders in Game Seven, but of a you know, series too. thinking yeah. thinking we're gonna get momentum out of it and be able to uh, to build on it. And we love our team; like we love going to the rink every day and playing for one another and being in this position. It's obviously uh, it's not fun for anybody. So no. um, you know, it's this summer is gonna be huge to everybody to just to look to themselves in the mirror and worry about themselves and and come back in camp and. Uh, be ready to uh, uh, to do our thing. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all you can do. It's fuck. Hey, you know, it, it's it's no fun when when things start going the wrong way. And it's like we we talked about it with Lawton, Scott Lawton. Um, sometimes things snowball, and then you're trying too hard. Almost like people are like, how can you try too hard? But you know what I mean when you say you try. Everyone's just trying so hard, and uh, it was so many so many expectations, like you said after last year and. And I uh, just just couldn't get rolling in the COVID thing. I didn't think it was fair not to give you guys excuses. You guys never made an excuse, but I didn't think it was fair that you ended up playing a lot of games with 
not just two guys out, six guys out. Um, I didn't think that was fair. I thought saw a lot of teams get their games canceled, uh, more games than you guys did anyway. But it's still just just such a shit show. From the bubble was hard. You guys are away from your family, and this year you're kind of in a bubble basically on the road because you can't really do anything. Um, you know, did that come into play at all? You think you know? With, with I know everybody has to. Well, everybody's got like you said. Everybody's got pretty much the same schedule, but you know, you play seven games and. Like twelve days, you're just like there's no recovery. You can't take care of your body as well. It's kind of messed up. And I think we'll let, just like you said, is like when you lose one, you lose two, and then you try to work a little harder, try to do a little much, and try to force it, and then it just it gets worse and worse, and you can't get out of it. So uh, one example is one year I didn't score the start of the season for, for I think it was eighteen games, and Paul Hungram called me in his office and told me, "Gee." You're working too hard. Stop working too hard. And I look and I'm like, what? Like, what? What the hell do you want me to do? You want me to stop working? He's like, yeah, work less. It's gonna work. Just relax. Like you're you're going way too hard. And I I got out of that meeting more confused and yeah. I kind of just relax and uh, yeah, went went well after that. Well, that's you though. Like that's that's what I mean. You like you're you're such a competitor. I mean, with anything, you know, I've been around you a long time and. I've been fortunate enough to know you since you're a young kid and uh, you're a competitive guy, man. I mean, you think you could beat anyone in arm wrestling and I've seen you beat <laughs> yeah, guys. Right, you yeah. sh- I've seen you beat guys. You shouldn't beat actually. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about it because you usually, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's one of the great things about you and, and, and you being a captain and such a good captain is, you know, it's not always about the loudest guy, but it's, I feel like, being around you for so long, I, I, I really don't think I've ever seen you take a night off of a game and even practice. You practice hard too, but uh, that's something that a lot of people can't say, but I know that's, I know how competitive you are and, you know, you get wound up, yeah. you know, when things aren't going well and you should. And, that, and it's, I, I love that. I love that about you. And, um, you know, I know. Uh, the, the I remember uh, we were playing at home and, uh, like we're known to like give it to the refs a little bit and you know as, as captain i had to tell the boys boys let's, let's stop yelling at the refs and i'm 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 probably one of the worst to be honest but i try to like calm down so everybody calms down and then this one game remember i told the guys just everybody relax just don't yell at the refs like i'll go talk to them let's not yell from the bench and then the ref does something and all i hear is nasty behind me starts yelling at the ref and give it to him <laughs> right. and i turn around and i'm like Nasty, shut up. And he was so, you were so mad at me for the rest of the game. You wouldn't talk to me. And then I'm like, maybe I should have like not yell at him, just like tell him. I just, I just, and we go back to the bench, go back to the, uh, go back to the room after the game we won. And we just looked at each other and we just started, like, started laughing. Yeah. He was right though. And he did say that a lot, boys, leave the rest alone. But one of my favorites was a couple of years ago, G. And I, I busted out laughing because, they went to video review and hack was the coach, Dave Hackstall and hack says, all right, boys, kind of guys are around the bench. And he's like, all right, boys, whatever happens here, just stay calm. If it's a goal, we're good. If it's not just stay calm. And it's not, like, none of the guys are talking and she, she jumps over the boards and goes, if they don't call this goal, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> he was kidding. And I started fucking dying and hack just put his head down. Sir, laughing. I said, holy fuck. 
but G, 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 you're known a little bit. You chirp a little bit. I don't know if people know, but that's that's another thing I love about you. Yeah, you got to you like talk. Chirps. One of my favorites was uh, we were talking about was um, when you came back from the concussion. God, way back, I think 2012 was. Uh, I think it was here we had Yogs, and uh, anyway. You're taking a face off with honor. Remember you'd, you'd miss a bunch of games and you had a hell of a game. I think you had four points that game. You're coming back from a concussion and they're, they're getting ready to take the face off and they're mic'd because the HBO was following the team around, yeah. following us around and, and G says, uh, Oh, you, you taking this face off and Otter right away. You know, he's a chirper sick. Oh, fifth in the league. I'm fifth in the league. You're a good. You're a good player, but I'm a good player too. And she said, I, I didn't say you weren't a good player. He says, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fifth in the league. I'm going to win this thing straight back. They drop it, G, just right back Clean to the win. D. I can't remember yeah. who's on there. Oh, just right back. Fuck, I laughed my ass off. And it was good because it was really like, tripping, like it's just, No, I know. It was true. Yeah, it was funny, though. But you got him wound up so much from and that video. I knew video. it was, was my cup. I knew it was my cup. So I'm like, I got to win this one. <laughs> yeah, you got to win it. And then he was so wound up. He, he Remember, he went after Lavi. Yeah, Lavi, like, it was the whole yeah. thing. It was kind of funny, but yeah. Was yeah, awesome. I was glad that was your mic for that, so people could hear a little bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> Rouse, you were, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was going to ask you. Um, you know, you talked about well, we talked a little bit about being captain of the Flyers, and um, you know, when you when you took over uh, being the captain in 2011, did you change anything about your presence in the locker room, or was it just like business as usual? Well, I was pretty young, and you know, just when you hear about being a captain, you got to be a leader. You got to say the right things, you got to do the right things. So uh, I was really trying to just do the right things and, um, and say the right things. But at the end of the day, early on, maybe I was trying to do too much, trying to be too much of a good captain, say the right things all the time, instead of just playing the game. And um, I mean, one of the best captains I've had is Mike Richards. And he's not a guy that's, talks that much he, he, he does talk when it's time but he just shows by example and um i mean he was he was a gamer anytime that we need something to happen he uh he was the first one to to make it happen so i think uh i think what richie did i think i i i learned a lot from him and um took me maybe a few years to realize that uh, a letter is doesn't really mean you you have to talk or do anything. It's just just go out there and and, and just be yourself, basically. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that's what I that, that's what I I've seen before. Whether it's a captain of a team or and or a coach, or people have these ideas of how they should be, and you know they want to criticize for them not being a certain way. When in fact, what makes them the best leader is that they're just themselves. And, you know, you lead by example and, you know, you don't have to be this rah, rah guy all the time. You know, you speak up when it's necessary. Um, but I, I think, you know, fans specifically, they don't understand, you know, necessarily, um, you know, that it's more about the individual character and being genuine because that's what that's what really generates a leader versus like having to be this like, you know, this superficial or, you know, uh, inside the box type of uh, leader, which they would expect. And, you're, you know, you're standing up in front of the team every day and giving them like the charge up, pump up, you know, <laughs> speech. But um, like cause I, I asked you that because Richie, you mentioned Richie and I, and I see it in you. It's just you guys are like just like humble 
and say quiet, say quieter leaders. Like you, you know what you're going to get from you guys every single night, right? And so does the guy next to you. And I think that's you know um, a huge chunk of being a leader. And then you know when when shit hits the fan, or you know, or or it's going well, and we got to humble the guys. Like you're there to, to kind of step in and say something, but. Um, I know it's got to be a challenging position for a young guy stepping in that and thinking you got you got to take the world, you know, uh, on, on your shoulders and you got to be like superhuman when in fact, like you said, it took you a few years. All you really needed to do was to, to be yourself and not put all that kinds of crazy pressure on. But I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because it's, 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 I think people need to hear that because not everyone is the same, you know, yeah. and different types of leaders. No, for sure. I and mean, there's like, uh, some guys are going to be best leaders without, without a, a letter in their jersey because they don't feel that pressure that they need to, to be a leader and they just become themselves. And, uh, and then sometimes somebody gets an A or, and, and they feel like they have to not, they have to become more, um, somebody that talks more and gets a voice going, but that, that if it's not you, it's not you. Right. So right. Uh, sometimes the best leaders are the ones that don't have a, a letter in their jersey. You're right. Yeah. It comes across a little disingenuous when guys start acting a little bit differently than their actual character right you can you know guys see it and i think it loses its essence when you try too hard you know going back to you say try too hard on the ice you try too hard off the ice as well yeah yeah for sure and 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 these days you know i i would imagine i don't know i've only been with one team uh but uh you know i know in philly there you have basically a leadership group which obviously you're the main leader but you have your uh other captains and then a few of the older guys or guys that have been around the league for a little bit. I think that's a, that's really key to have, you know, it's um, to, to help, not really to help, not that you need help, but it's just nice to have more, more voices and, and, and everyone's pulling the same way anyway, most of the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, leadership maybe back in the day was a little bit more one or two guys, but now I feel that it's, it's more five, six, seven guys that will lead. And even like the other guys are not in the six, seven, doesn't mean they're not leaders. It's just, right. Yeah, it's probably more important now than ever to, to have that larger core group of uh, of actual leaders. And you look at the teams that have won Stanley Cups in the in the last however long, it's like they got a really large group of core leaders. And, you know, obviously only a few of them are wearing letters and the rest of them are just you know, supporting cast. But, you know, you got, you got to have that veteran or say veteran leadership. You can still be a young guy and, and be a leader, but uh you know, the, the, the larger that core group is, I think the, the better chance you have of, you know, yeah. say molding and attracting these young guys to the, to the philosophy of the club. And I was going to mention too, you also got the, uh, you know, the most, the most games played by a captain this year, which is uh, pretty damn impressive for the, in the Flyers organization. So congrats. Yeah, it is. That's that's yeah, that's pretty, pretty amazing. So good for you on that. It's amazing, man. I, I can't believe how fast this time went. Yeah, with the thirteen but seasons. Or remember, remember when he <laughs> when he when he came in, he looked like he was about eleven. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> what you like? Like seagull's legs. Just a young buck. Sixty-three, maybe. Yeah, but what a set of mitts on that little. Oh man, twelve-year-old there. He's got mitts. I don't know, but he's got mitts. <laughs> don't ask Clarky because he Patience. can't he ever pronounce his name properly. <laughs> Oh man, but what what a ride, Ben! You got a lot. You got a lot left in you too, G, because you you're in good shape, and I know you got a lot left. So, um, I was gonna talk about uh, 
when we lost the cup there, Riles was on the team. Like uh, we had Richie on Mike Richards and he, he was just like, uh, that was one of the biggest disappointments in my career. You know, obviously he's won two and you're, you're going to get one as well, but uh, what a year, what a team we've kind of talked about that before, but just the group looking back the other day, we had, uh, I think it was when Richie was a, the anniversary or what you, you really call it anniversary where he scored the goal when he ran into the goalie, yeah. the lock with Montreal and all that. Just looking back, watching that, just looking at the guys on the bench, man. What, like, what a group. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome, man. No, so, I mean, you were, you were a young kid, but you were, you were establishing yourself uh, at that time. Like obviously you scored a huge overtime goal in the Stanley cup finals. It, got us our first win in the finals and all that stuff. But I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we had the team we had, it was just, it's kind of crazy how uh, talented we were and um, chemo and prongs back there playing 35 minutes a game. And then God. Uh, I think first round Cartsy and, uh, and gags broke out. Board, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Billy Leno came out of nowhere and started playing with Danny B and this guy was just <laughs> we were like, we're, we're like where has this guy been like what this- a trade <laughs> well he didn't never they never got was, to let him play, <laughs> yeah, got to play. with me as the 13th 14th forward for <laughs> yeah, however long <laughs> we squeezed him in the lineup and then he dominated we're, we're playing 20 minutes a game and really <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> really he was a good guy and everything this guy's a funny good dude but yeah. can he play hockey like we don't he gets thrown in and he ends up breaking the uh, rook, rookie record Record, which yeah, is funny remember me waving and uh <laughs> i remember labby let they put it up on the big screen and everyone's standing up and billy's waving to the clapping to the crowd and, yeah. and uh labby's like this is the middle of the game he goes didn't he like fucking 30 because <laughs> they said rookie record yeah. like fucking 30 i said he's close to it he's somewhere out there no yeah that year was awesome uh uh, obviously, I was 21 years old, maybe, and the team was a little older, uh, veteran guys, guys that have been there. And uh, it's my second year in the league that time. And uh, I'm like, this league's easy. We're going straight to the, to the <laughs> yeah. finals. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go back there. And you know, not, not even a sniff. It's easy uh, how it goes. It's a good league. And, um, you know, you take it, you, you think you take things for granted sometimes, but, uh, yeah, that team was uh, just the way it all happened. It was last game of the season, going to shootouts, and then right. down three nothing to Boston. I mean, uh, that whole thing, that that the whole month and a half, two months, that rush was just insane, and the city was buzzing. And oh, yeah. um, that was uh, we were close. Yeah, yeah, we were close. It was. I don't know if you remember this, G, but um, I mean, I know you remember McDaniel's and our boy Danny Moore, who we bring up quite a bit. He'll be jacked up. Uh, we would go, we, we were going there and we, it was the night after we, we beat, uh, the Rangers in the shootout and <clears throat> you and Danny beast scored and Bush came up with the big stops and, uh, we went to big Daniels and I remember you and it was, it was so great because you were young and you were like, you were so fired up. Like you're, you know, no, he didn't have the beard, ladies and gentlemen, he's just <laughs> this little young looking dude, but he was fucking stud. And, uh, I remember you saying, guys, I, we can win. And I'm like listening to you and guys are like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 we can like win. We can win, you were saying. And I was like, this is great. This kid's so fired up, man. <laughs> um, and we almost did. And we could have. Oh we could have. We could have won. I mean, you just, but, you know, could have, you know, could have, should have, would have. But 
Yeah. You're still going to get one. You got one coming here. Stay positive. Yeah. Stay that was on. a tough pill to swallow for sure. And le- yeah. leading up to that season there, uh, gee, I want to say maybe it was the year before, or maybe it was the year before that, where you landed up, you know, being with the Phantoms and, and, go- and going down there. Um, and I think John Paddock was your head coach, but can you talk to, you know, going down there and the mindset you had and, 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 and how you learned from the experience you got from playing, you know, say half the season down there in the Phantoms? Yeah. I mean, uh, the year before I played junior and I had a, had a great year and, uh, everybody was saying I was going to make the flyers. And so I go to camp and I didn't have a great camp. I, I, I knew that, but I still thought I had a chance of making the team. And I got sent down and I was pretty, uh, pretty disappointed in myself and kind of the situation and how I wanted to be playing for the Flyers. And so the first eight games or so, I was, I maybe had a bad attitude, kind of grumpy, kind of pouting. And then I uh, didn't play that great. And then I remember talking to John Paddock a lot and he helped me a lot by just figuring it out. And, um, you know, after that, I just kind of be like, okay, hey, if I want to make it, I just got to be the best player here and started playing and John Paddock was early on. I wasn't playing well, but he was still playing me 20, 25 minutes. He making me kill penalties, power plays, first line. He was just, he just kept putting me out there. And then my confidence grew a little bit. Uh, I was playing with Jared Ross that year and uh, we had a great connection together. And, and then uh, around Christmas time, that's when I got called up and, um, you know, going back now and thinking about it, Go, going to fam is definitely the best thing for me being able to play with a, against um pro guys and older guys and being able to kind of find my game and uh, I, I was actually always a winger and then john paddock when i went to the phantoms moved me to center and that's how i became a center just that i didn't know i i didn't know that either that's in juniors, I, was, I, was, I was a winger in juniors and then wow. went in ea and started playing center so uh wow yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome playing for the Phantoms too. I mean, just a good group of guys, and uh, we uh, we had a great year. And Dan, I remember playing with Danny Savet too. Yeah, uh, one guy. Uh, City. We, yeah, we uh, we had a great uh, also a great connection uh, together. And every game we'd have different plays, and uh, every every play I'd be like, "Hey, we should try this." He's like, "Oh yeah, I love that play." He loves he <laughs> loves set set plays. <laughs> yeah. Danny Sivret. Oh, I loved it. Gee, gee, you must have felt like a giant standing beside JR Ross. <laughs> Ross. Yeah. Like you, he made me feel tall. <laughs> he made me feel tall. Look, was he shifty? He was, yeah, he was a good player, man. He was yeah. a really good player. He was. We he had, was. you know, it reminds me when Ryan Podell was here and Ross got called up. This is a true story. Uh, uh, Ryan had, Pods hadn't met him yet for some reason i don't know if, if we had skated at the at the center that day or and he was at the other building i'm not really sure how it happened but ross is, is ross like jr is like getting ready to go out for warm-ups and i'm like i said to ryan podell because he's so gullible sorry Pods, you are if you're listening um but i said to Pods, i'm like Bro, i can't believe this kid's dad paid that much money for him to take warm-up but I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, this guy right here. What's his name? My Ross. It's on his, I think he's on his Jersey. He goes, hey, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, he's, he's look at him. He look, what's he 17. And he's like, Oh my God, buddy. And he's like, Hey, have some fun out there, kid. Like he's patting him on the back. 
And we're, I'm like crying, and I'm like, dude, he's fucking playing, man. And he goes, I know, I know. And I'm like, he had no clue. Ever, we were all dying. He thought he, his dad had paid for him to warm up. That's classic. Well, he was a little guy, but he was a good little player. Though. Oh, man, he was shifty, yeah. And would you say that move, you know, going down there, like, I, I've, heard, I've heard this before where guys say it's like the best thing that ever happened to them going down. You know, originally, obviously, you're disappointed. You know, you got the attitude, yeah. the maybe the, the long lip. But, um, you know, I, I, from a coaching perspective, and I, you know, was coaching the Phantoms there for, for seven years, I, I always say every player should play in the minors for at least half of a season unless you're, you know, like, unless you're in that, that, that half of one percentile. Um, because there's so much to learn, you know, there's so much to learn, just get acclimated to the strength and the, and, the, and the speed and just get your confidence up. And then as soon as you do that, I feel like the, you know, that next step is just so much easier versus having to grip your stick a little, a little bit harder than, than you should. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, the college game or junior game, it's totally different game than the pro game. And, uh, I think if you, if you go in the minors and kind of figure out how, uh, what works for you, what, what kind of role you can have instead of going to the NHL right away and, and you're giving a role that maybe it's not your role and then you can't play that well. And then, then you go back in the minors and then your chances may be not as great after that. So uh, I do agree with you. Yeah. And the other thing too, I and mean, Nasty kind of mentioned it earlier is your competitiveness. And I, th- I don't think, you know, people understand how competitive you are in, in- I shouldn't say it like that. Like the, the 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 true nature of G, you know, when you talk about not just what you see on the ice, what you see in the weight room, and and how much you pour into training. Because I remember you back, you know, when again when you were, you know, skin and bones, and you know, and, and looked like you were twelve years old. But you you were like you were you're such a hustler in the in the fitness test. And I remember you just like ripping it up on the on the track, and and you know, and you have yeah you have such amazing skill set that you know i guess that stuff gets overlooked when you're a guy like me like you know, you got no skill set that that's like the only thing you highlight is the work ethic but i think you know your work ethic was is is insane you know and i don't think people really understand that but maybe talk to that cuz obviously that was ingrained in you um whether it was before you were drafted or you know through development camps or whatever else but so you seem to have the a nice formula there well, I think it's uh, when I uh, I went to Gadno in juniors, uh, my work ethic wasn't that great. And uh, right away, uh, my junior coach, uh, Benoit Gru, he uh, he really challenged me uh, every day. He basically told me if I don't work, if I'm not the hardest working guy, I'm, I'm just not going to play. I was invited to camp, so um, I didn't have a lot of pool. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. So basically when he just made my, my, my work ethic a habit and it was just that if you wanted to play for his team, that's, you have to work every day. So that's big. We had a work, uh, our team was a, work, a hardworking team and all the old, older guys were just going at it every practice, every game. So as a young guy, you don't really have a choice. And, uh, and then when you get, uh, when you have that, that working uh, ethic and, it becomes a habit. I think you don't even think about it. You just kind of, kind of, kind of just do it. Yeah, for that's sure amazing. You, said. you, you. I, I did not know that you were an invite to uh, <clears throat> to get known for that. And Riles, Riles was saying that. I guess uh, in 187 games, 420 points later, you're like, boys, <laughs> let's move on. Maybe, maybe I, sh- maybe I should have just had me on the team right away. But uh, <laughs> well, you were passing the OHL draft, you? 
yeah, two years in a row. And then I was able to get wow. invited me and, and make the team. Wow. And Someone must have lost their job over that. <laughs> I know, right? That's yeah. amazing. And my first year playing with David Krejci, he was 19, I was 17. And I was not bad. He's a very dominant junior player. He still is very, uh, very dominant. But in juniors, it was he would take over games, and it was it was unreal. I didn't know you played with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's incredible, and and you know, if you were to just be honest with um, the reason why you might have got overlooked, can you be? Could you like put your finger on something that would make them not want to choose you in the OHL draft? Like, I mean, maybe undersized, but like to me, you're you didn't just develop your mitts within that that next year. There had yeah. to have been like something. I think I was a I was just kind of a skill guy. I didn't really work ethic. I don't think it was it was there really. But um, when I was 16, I actually played uh, junior uh, tier two. So, uh, and I had a pretty good season, but I halfway through the season, I got, I got mono. So they didn't really see me play, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Riles, I used to, when G was, when G was younger and he wasn't so cool. I would say to him on the bench sometimes, like we get a power play, and of course he'd just jump. He didn't need the coach to tell him, uh, <laughs> but he not. But he would jump over, and I'd be like, "Gee, let's see, give me something, you know, give me something." Yeah. He'd be like, All right, okay. Then, like the last few years, I'd be like, "Gee, give me something." He'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, nasty." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. "Okay, fuck you, then, man." <laughs> no, but sometimes it's like no, I love no. it. Sometimes it's just shut up, man. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least he's honest with you. No, I know. I did. Well, then, and then, and then I wouldn't say anything. And then he was like, "Hey, you want to see something?" I'm like, "I do." <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, though. Hey, nasty. You know what? When I was junior, actually, uh, when I was 16, you're not gonna like this, but uh, I don't think you've ever seen me with them. But I had T blades. Remember those? Oh, oh I didn't know you had T blades. Dennis Seidberg, yeah, he wears yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Or he, he did wear them. I wore them at 16, so maybe that's one of the reasons. Also. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that might be. Bad it. style. <laughs> bad style. You're off the team. This kid's really good, but those T-blades, you can hear them outside of the arena. You can hear someone coming. You can't see up on them. I not myself either. <laughs> Dennis oh, finally got out of those his last couple of years. He finally got out of those. Things. Those are tough. Sideburn. Those are tough looking and tough sounding, but... Oh, yeah, Hopefully they were uh, good to skate on because they certainly didn't look like that. Yeah, I thought it was so cool too. Oh, oh man! Hopefully they're white, and not black T blades. Uh, I think they were white. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that okay, Yogs, you gonna go with the black? <laughs> Only Yogs can pull that. Yeah. Right. God, we we were changing those all the time because they were all they were all old. We couldn't get them. Now they actually make them again. They, they started do? making those things. Oh, yeah. yeah, they started. Oh yeah, my you can, god! You can order them now, and they started making them again. I hope no one wears. Who's wearing those? Not in yeah, the NHL, obviously. Yeah, there's so some men's league guys that wear. Somebody will. Oh yeah, somebody will. You're right. Someone will end up wearing them. Uh, gee, I was going to ask you. Uh, you obviously you've been here a while now, but uh, five coaches. Um, You've been through five different coaches and they all have different uh, things. I know, uh, I know you enjoyed chief. I'm not saying he's your, he was your favorite, obviously, but I mean, cause you, you had a good relationship as far as I know with all the coaches. Um, but uh, we always kind of bring chief up cause he's been a guest on here, obviously. And I know there's more than a few times he make you laugh during the game. That's the funny, yeah. that's the funny thing about chief, but 
yet, like I said, you've had five coaches, um, you know, like, I don't want to say who's your favorite, but like, what, what, what did you like about like, you know, Labby or chief or, or Johnny Stevens, which, you know, yeah, I mean, along, but. I mean, I got along well with all the coaches and, uh, like you said, it's like everybody has their own way of coaching. And I mean, I don't really think of any of those coaches that were similar. I mean, you have uh, John Steven, that's one guy that really pushed me. And he literally told me, if you're not the hardest working guy, you're, you're not going to play for me. So what I did, I just started working harder than, than I was. So um, he was, uh, he, he, he was great. And then, then Lavi, Lavi's intensity, he's, he motivates the boys to get going. He, um, you know, being obviously going to the Stanley Cup finals with him, it was, uh, it was awesome. He's, um, he finds, he finds ways to, to get the players to, to play for each other and to make it feel like a family. And, um, we've had some good years together for sure. Yeah. And then obviously chief, chief, um, remember when I beat him arm wrestling? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. That's impressive. Yeah, I should have just retired right there. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so I beat him, and then he goes, okay, we're going again. And I'm like, God damn, okay. And then he beat me. I'm like, can we keep it even? Like, we're done. Yeah, let's, we're He's even. all fired up. <laughs> no grudge match. <laughs> he would yeah. He would be fired up. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's- yeah, I, I liked, um, I, you know, like in Philly, I really, I was – I was upset when Chief got fired because obviously I've known him for basically my whole life and good buddy. You hate to see anybody lose their job, but um, Hack, I, you know, I really liked Hack, and I don't. The people that you know, it's like Riley, kind of like what you said, and we've we've talked about this before. But you know, well, he's too stoic on the bench. Well, you don't see him when he's not on the bench. You don't see him underneath and when he's pissed off. Right. And, you know, not all coaches are going to flip out, waving their arms and screaming and yelling. He's just a different kind of guy. But I really like Tack, and I know you like Tack too, because yeah. I remember the day he uh, he had to go, and and you know, you see him in the hallway there, and then he came down, and it, it was it, those things are tough to see. Yeah. But uh, I really like Tack. Um, I thought he was, you know, I thought he did a good job, and um, you know, get this new coach got AV in there. He's got an unbelievable resume, and next year is going to be, you know, a good year. I really believe that. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think so too. They're going back to hack. I think uh, the passion he's got for the game and uh, his work ethic. I mean, every day, every day he was going, we're trying to figure out things and um, my great coach and uh, obviously didn't end up great, but uh, you know, we had the, we had some good, good years uh, with him for sure. Yeah. And, uh, good yeah. man. Really good man. Yeah, there's not a, not a whole lot of room for error in in coaching pro sports. You know, you don't have much of a much much of an opportunity if you don't if you don't win the first you know couple of years. You know, you're 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 road out of town. But I I didn't play for Hack, but I worked with him in in preseason and stuff like that. And communicated with him. I, I really liked his, his his attitude towards the game, and he communicated well. I thought and. Uh, you know, I, th- I think, uh, you know, he might, might have got a short end of the stick there, but that's just the way the game works. And, yeah. um, you know, and then you said uh, Nas there, you know, the, the whole, whole, you know, 
presentation of how he is on the bench. And I think John Stevens, he got ripped on for that too, is that, you know, and, and I find it ironic because, you know, John, part of Johnny's message was just to like, to, to like maintain composure, right? Like you don't want to, sh- you know, you don't want to show everybody that you're like the village idiot and you're like losing control. So like, I learned a lot from Johnny with that message of like, not like blowing a gasket every time something goes wrong and, and freaking out because it's easy to do. Um, and, you know, a hack, I think, was a similar way on the bench. And then you got Lavi in between. You know, Lavi's like pulling his hair out and up and down. And up and down. <laughs> the boys, the boys used to like yell freaking. at me for giving him those pills. He'd start uh, the game as soon as the puck pills. dropped. He'd give him five-hour energies, ten-hour well, energies, p- yeah, pill. We had, I mean, we had the, well, he tra- it didn't help he drank seven cups of black coffee from 3.30 to 5.30. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can even put that many in your body. And then he had the... Not only did I get him those Red Bulls, but he had the Red Bull shots, a full oh. Red Bull and just a little thing. And then he would ask me for one of those pills, which was just a GNC pill. It was a workout pill, but it got him over the top and the puck would drop and it was all over. He's oh, yeah. red. I'm like, this guy's going to drop. Right back to like nasty, like stop it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> he was bound up before the game even started. He was We're actually out. Out. We're We're like, Come on, nasty. Like. Yeah. What are you doing here? You got to stop giving him those pills, but, man. Do you remember with John Stevens when he was coaching we were practice and we were doing morning skate and everybody had mand- – we're doing breakouts, mandatory sauce. So everybody's doing <laughs> sauce. And then at one point, uh, John goes, okay, it just blows the whistle. No more sauce. Tape to tape only. No more sauce. So Richie's line goes up and it goes D to D. He gets in the middle, goes to pass it. Goes on his backhand, makes it a backhand pass, and then Johnny just loses. Like, what is going on? Everybody's laughing, and just that, that kind of team we had, just lose. Johnny's eye with that. Oh yeah, goes squirrely. My just... first year, and I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, coach. I was gonna say, G, you, you, I mean, you, you come out of well, you're a hockey player, so I know there's always fun. Yeah, I, I've never been around junior teams, but hearing you guys, once you come up and hearing some of the stories, I know you still have fun, but you had to be shaking your head a little bit when you, you came and a uh, great captain. Also, like we, we probably should mention is, is uh, Jason Smith Gator. Right. Like, I, I mean, I thought that guy, you talk about a warrior, man. Holy shit. That guy played hurt all year, but uh, I'm just wondering like, gee, you come in, you're, you're a young kid. You got loops and in uppy, you know, the, the Legion of Poon and the shit that's going on. You're like, <laughs> Looking around like, what is this? Is a fucking shit show, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, we had a lot of fun. I mean, we're, uh, <laughs> we're a lot of young guys, and uh, we go out, and I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're tight as a team is and we do yeah. everything together. So, yep. uh, when you're 20, you kind of follow the guys around, and you can see how tight everybody is, and everybody gets along, and they they, they treated me and JVR really good. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a blast for us. That, that, that was a fun year too. you that, that year. I uh, remember having your, the rookie party was in Miami, your, your rookie party. Yeah. I actually have pictures from that. It's, it's amazing. You look, you look like you're about 16. Yeah. So you look underage in the bar and uh, Ash and, and, you know, just yeah, looking at those Ash. pictures. It's, oh my God. It's yeah, so funny. Ash took me and JVR under, uh, under, his, we played pretty much a whole year together. It was awesome. Oh, you had, yeah. you had those mitts. It was unbelievable. Oh my he god! Loved his sauce. Oh, he did. He would do sauce during the during the play. We'd get back to the bench, and like nothing happened after the sauce. You see my sauce on the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a beauty. Yeah. 
he, he was on the show too. We're kind of, we're talking about that, the, that well, a couple years, but uh, Ash was a beauty, but I don't, he doesn't get enough credit either. People don't realize like the guy had pretty good mitts, man. He could, oh, he oh. had an absolute bomb too. Yeah. Oh my God. That wrist shot was just. It's so hard though. Ash come back to the bench with that shit eating grin on his face, you know, like, and you just start laughing just oh, looking yeah. at him, you know. Yeah. He's like, like, because it's back. half like, it's half like he's half <laughs> yeah. like, like laughing and half pissed, and yeah. it's like you're not really sure what to make of it. I'm not really sure what he's doing, but I think he's playing guilty. That's one yeah, thing I know exactly. <laughs> think about his career if he wasn't playing guilty the whole time. He could have been probably a top two line guy. You know, for a yeah, good chunk of his, because he had such, you know, he really does have good mats. And, but he was, I think he was uh, comfortable playing three and four and mucking it up and blasting some rippers there down the wing and <laughs> and having fun with the boys. He was not a shortage of that for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Nasty. What about the time in Tampa? With, Wait, what? When, when I wanted to try a new curve and I tried one practice and you didn't bring any of my stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He did. I, he wanted to change his curve. He thought it might, you know, Richie did the same thing the one time he went to Gagne's curve. The same year, yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, cause he hadn't scored and then he was even further away from the net with gaggy so he's like I can't, I can't use this fucking thing he tried using it he was like okay i just give, give me my other ones back he went from a derby which is basically the cane curve now it's like it's pretty straight yeah. a lot of guys use it to to gaggies which was like this and anyway but gee we go to tampa and uh i didn't bring his other his normal sticks because i brought the other ones and i'm like oh my oh, god no. but did you 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 lit it up though, didn't you? Or, well, first of all, Danny B's like, I'm like, Danny, I can't score. He goes, Well, you don't have a scoring curve. Like, you got to open it up a little <laughs> like this. So I'm like, All right. I'm like, Nasty, can I try a new curve? And then we like talk about it, get, get the curve. And then the sticks come in and I try one practice. And he goes, How did you like him? I'm like, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like, you got to get used to them, but they're, they're pretty good. So we go to Tampa, and but we have, we usually Tampa and then Florida. So we get to Tampa. We don't have a morning skate. Go to the game, ready to cut my stick. And I'm like, Nasty, where, where are all my, my sticks? He's like, I, they're over there. I'm like, no, the, there's only my new ones. Where, where, where are my old ones? He's like, panic in his face. Like, no. I, you, just, you almost I, want to puke at that time, basically. <laughs> is what The feeling you have is like you're going to throw up. And I'm like, Nasty, I can't play with that. I don't have one practice with it. And then the game goes on. And I ended up having two and one, I think. Yeah. And I look, I look back at him after my second goal, and like you just look at me, you just shake your head. Like, <laughs> you? I see. I and see, then I like, forget I, about it. The next <laughs> next three games, I didn't have a point. I'm like, oh, I'm going back. <laughs> going back. He could have. Gee, you could play with a left hand. Yeah. Fuck those mitts. The scoring. Remember, who were we playing when you? I uh, think it was when Coots me. I had a. You guys were playing together. Uh, it was when I was still there. I think. I think it was the beginning of last year, one of the first half of the season, if I'm not mistaken. And Coots had a bad wrist. He could take. He wasn't taking face offs. I'm not sure what it was, but you, you ended up taking it on the on the opposite side where you normally and you turned your stick around like your left handed shot and won it straight back. Yeah. Trying to think, I, and everybody on the bench. I remember like, that. Yeah, I was like, geez, man, like he could just play with a left handed stick if he wanted. With those yeah. Mitzi Boo ones, but. <laughs> um, but but I did want to I did want to ask you about uh, playing with uh, Yogs and, and Hartsey 
that one year because we had Hartsey on here. We talked about him having his best season um, that year, well, point production wise. Um, and it, you know, for you, it, it must have been pretty, pretty, pretty amazing to play with the Yogs and and, and Hartsey. But uh, you know, yeah, having a guy like Yogs uh, around you must have uh, <laughs> must have been pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember we signed them uh, just in my living room, and I see Sanya Mariaga. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> oh, no. this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. So right away he came uh, came to camp, and you can just tell like he just this guy just wanted to work and just wanted to get better. And at his age, that's just like, wow, like that's impressive. And uh, yeah, so we had a connection, me, him and Hartsey and, and he pushed me in Hartsey. I mean, it was uh, not just on the ice. He was on the bike and making us do workouts and uh, we were all in. So uh, that's one of the reasons why it, it, it worked. And uh, I actually remember one time in practice, Hartsey, you know how Hartsey is sometimes in practice kind of messes around, keeps the guy loose. And he messed up a drill. And then, yeah, I just lost it. He just started yelling, Hartsey, you're wasting my fucking season. And then Hartsey <laughs> was so mad. He was like trying to pick it up. And everybody else was dying laughing. <laughs> you said Hartsey about talked that about too. that. Yeah, he talked about that exact moment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. He kept uh, Hartsey on his toes. And um, after each practice, he had a new drill for me. So, uh learned a lot in one year from, uh, from the Yeah. You know, it's funny when he was here, like I, especially with the chemistry you guys uh, had, I, I, I figured he'd sign here and like stay for a while. You know, I know things yeah. don't always work out that way, but he, he just kind of fit in here. It was weird. Cause you know, he had, he had been obviously in Pitt, Washington and Rangers. I don't know why he just didn't go sign with the Islanders so he could yeah, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. the, whole, the whole circle of everything, like Ash, should be Nash played yeah, for every team. Every, team yeah. every, every time we played a team in our division, it was two fifty. <laughs> more money on the I was going to say, he said, "Damn it, I played here too." Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he, Yogs, you guys had a. It was, it was great. I, we, we've said this before too. It used to make me laugh though when on the power play, or as Joey would say, the power play. Um, <laughs> the, the. Uh, the uh, he would come back to the bench sometimes and chief would just be giving it to him. He'd be like, Hey, way to kill it off for him. Yogs. Cause he'd get on the wall there and like massage it. <laughs> up for, and down you know? the fuck. Up and down He's the like, wall. what are you, what are you doing? Move the fucking, how much he'd be like, how much did you play on a power play chief? He goes, I didn't, but it doesn't fucking matter. He goes, I dropped the mitts. It was slapping guys around. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, those two guys going at it. It was, uh, it was awesome. Oh man. What did you uh? What did you think about uh, Raf getting traded? Because I mean, you play like he had been here a long time, man, and um, I one of my favorite guys, just a funny guy, you know, obviously, and, and a good player, you know, like a good player. I don't think people realize, you know, he's moved up and down the lineup. Uh, I mean, there was times where he played on your line, you know, in the first line with you, and he could he could play first line, fourth line, and kill penalties. to play power play, can pretty much do all of it. So. Uh, and obviously in the locker room, he's uh, he's kind of the the glue guy. He just makes everybody happy and makes everybody laugh. He's just a goofball. But um, yeah, it was it was very weird to uh, to play against him. First yeah. of all, for him to go uh, and leave Flyers, it was it was weird. And um, him and Coots were going at it when we played in Washington. I was I was dying laughing because oh. it was they were both uh, they both changed and they're they're just yelling at each other. And I'm like. 
guys can come on they just relax (laughs) like f-bomb to each other and just like it's like guys relax and after the game they see each other they laugh and yeah that's great yeah Fucking uh, Coots, remember when, obviously you remember, but Coots comes in, he's an 18-year-old, you could not even get him to say hi. I'm like, three years later, he finally would have a conversation with me, you know, yeah. like, or maybe he just didn't like me. Maybe that was it too, but he was so quiet. It's funny when he does snap because you're like, oh, shit, Coots, <laughs> like he's losing it. No, for sure. First, uh, first year, he was very quiet. It's, yeah. uh, um, and now he's got all the answers. Anytime <laughs> yeah, no, back, he's-, he's got all the answers. I was like, can you go back being a rookie? It was way yeah, more fun. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny to see him now. Just the way, obviously, he's grown up. He's yeah. a man now. And But it was funny. Fucking realize how long he's been here, man. He, you know, he made the team when he was 18. It's, it's, it is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh yeah, Raph, I just brought him up just because he's such a good dude. He he'd been there. It was, it was weird seeing him in a in a different jersey just because he's yeah, you know, it, it he's was. been in Flyers yeah. since he's you know to, was, what twenty twelve. Pretty well for them too at the end there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to watch playing playing hurt. I I was you know I was kind of pulling for the Caps after that just because of him. You know, like I would you know, like to see guys win when they you know they leave and they've been here so long, but uh, it did work that way. Yeah, Raph is the only guy that would get hurt and he would get jacked up about it. Like, Gee, I'm so much better when I'm hurt. And I'm like, I'm hurt. watch this. I'm going to take over this game right now. <laughs> you were like, like, watch, Gee, watch this. I love this. Uh, <laughs> I love this. He's a, he's a beautiful human, man. That's yeah, sure. He is. I, I was going to ask you, Gee, you mean you played 13 years in the league and the game's obviously evolved, you know, tremendously um can you give me or give us your perspective on on your view of you know the current day nhl game and when you you know when you kind of came in the league um not not that it's like that that different because you're not like the old you know old school like you know 90s but uh the game certainly changed a lot and uh, i just want to hear from your perspective yeah i mean obviously from 13 years ago games changed a lot but uh, I feel like the, the game changes every every year, every two, three years. It whoever wins, everybody wants to do what they're doing. So right. you can just you can just tell that every team that comes the next year, whoever won or whoever had or lost in the finals, um, everybody wants not to copy, but they kind of see what like what works and they want to do it. So you can tell like every two, three years, I'd say the game is always trending on one side or the other and. Um, I mean, it's about adapting too. So 13 years ago and today's game, it's a totally different game. It's crazy how much it's changed. What, what did you, uh, it's quick. What did you think about the Shifley's hit there? Ah, uh, I mean, like, I mean well, you know, in today's game, like, because a few years ago, that's just, you know, it happened a lot. It's the hard play around the net. Yeah. For a guy trying to take the puck to the net in the Stanley Cup playoff game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he could have just got a stick on the puck or what, but uh, I mean, he finishes hit with a lot of speed. And I mean, you hit the head now. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, I said, Riley and I kind of, not that we disagreed, but we kind of did. Like, I just felt like at least make a play for the puck. Yeah. Stick came down to the ice 
but a lot of people had that, you know, their opinion. Well, he's coming back. And, and, it, and if he does stop it from scoring, you do have a chance because it's a one goal game and you still yeah. have, you know, time. But I just felt like, and Shifley's never even been in trouble. Yeah. Um, but like, like, I think things that I think that people don't really understand is how quick the game is yeah. and how little time you have to think. And when that kind of play happens, it's just like first thing that comes to mind is like maybe his first thought was, if I hit him, he won't score. He won't score. Yeah, so that's true. That's right? like lying maybe. But like it, like you said, like, like I don't blame him for making that hit. Is it dangerous? It's very dangerous, yeah, because he hits the head. But, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure his mentality was, I got to hit him so he doesn't score. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. But I, the thing I, is, the game is very, very fast. You don't have a lot of time to think. And, I mean – it sucks, but it's gonna happen. In plays like that. The the only thing, G, like I I agree with you. I think sometimes guys put themselves in bad positions, and then say, "I got myself in a bad position. You come and rock me." Well, really, it's my fault for putting myself in that position, and for you to have to hold up, like you said, the game's so fast. Yeah. Like you you might hurt yourself holding up to hit me, you know, from hitting me or something. So I, would, I see both, I see both I would, sides of it. I would crank you. You, you would, <laughs> yeah. I see you, you're the, you're the, you know, one of my favorite things you do uh, besides all the skill things is when you act like you don't see someone coming yeah, and you give them the reverse, the reverse check. Fuck, I love that. I used to get a little wood when that would happen. I just love that, man. Yeah. And he would, he would do that and catch big guys too. I remember you did it to Scotty, to Hartnell, um, to Hartsey, his first game back at Philly. Yeah. And I'll never forget him coming up behind you. Fuck you, G. He was so mad. You got it. He flashed me after, but he was laughing. <laughs> so it was, it was I had to. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he can't, I can't believe he he should have known you better than that. But uh, I I love when you when you do that. It's uh, deceiving. Act like you don't say it is. And you're talking and about a split probably, second of being off balance, and then you're on your ass. Yeah. But that play, you know, that that Shafley play is. I say it's kind of a, a unique play, right? I mean, there's still a minute left in the game, and I never seen a guy back check harder. I mean, you know, this guy was like full <laughs> speed, and like whether. Whether he made the decision to hit before the puck was in the net, or he, you know, or not, you're talking about a fraction of a second. And you know, and if, if the puck went in the net, and he just like said, "Well, I'm going to steamroll through this guy anyways," and kind of you know create some momentum for game two, whatever it lands up being, it was just like like you said, the game is so fast. Like you're talking about a fraction of a second in that moment. Yeah, stick. I mean, stick was on the ice. I mean, you know, if you if you if you go textbook. You know, coach's philosophy on you know checking your you stick on the puck, right? But I mean, like you said, you know, maybe he's just thinking, just steamroll this guy, put a shoulder through him, and and maybe prevent the goal. But um, I just think it was it was a it's a hard play to kind of like find that middle ground because of the timing of it. You know, it wasn't like a deliberate, intentional hit to to hurt somebody, right? I mean, he's not he's not that type of player in the situation itself. Um, the timing of it certainly didn't seem like that would be what anybody would want to do, but it is what it is. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fast game. These types of situations will always kind of fall in that gray area. And unfortunately a guy gets hurt and getting stretchered off the ice. Didn't help the situation. No. I think if he gets no, up, you're terrible. probably not even talking yeah. about it at all. Um, well, there was a big hit last night in the Vegas game. Uh, McNabb, uh, lit a guy up. His helmet went flying, but he oh, yeah, I, saw that, yeah. I feel like if he laid there, probably, Probably, but it looks worse. Yeah, it was a clean hit, though. It was a clean hit. Um, yeah, gee, it, it kind of reminds me when uh, a couple years ago we were <clears throat> we're in the playoffs here. I think it was the year we had about fourteen goalies, 
but we were playing uh no i think it was nine i think it was a, a record but uh we were playing pit uh at home game six we turned yeah game six and you called Haglin coming around i think it was Hag coming around the net big hit yeah you remember that? Uh, so after the game, we, we ended up losing the game in the series, but uh, Phil, Phil Kessel, our buddy was out in the hallway and he had some buddies there with him uh, that had come to see the game. And he's like, tell, tell G I'm going to get him. That was dirty. And I'm like, wasn't I'm like, what are you talking about? He's in front of his buddies. I said, what are you going to do to him? I'm, you know, and, and his buddies are dying. I think it's hilarious. Right. And he goes, I'm serious. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna get him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll tell you that. So, fast forward next season, we go in there. It was the day you were sick and you fucking played. You ended up playing that game and we won. Simmer fought uh, their Ozalak. I can't remember yeah. the big D man. He ended up getting traded back to Dallas. But anyway, um, you didn't come to the morning skate because you were sick. Obviously, I wasn't gonna tell anybody that. So, Sid brought, Sid had brought you something. I can't remember what it was. It may have been from the World Cup. I'm not really sure what he – he had something for you, bottle of wine or something. Maybe it was World Championships. Either way, it doesn't matter. He stopped by and he said, hey, can you give this to G? And I said, yeah. I said, he's uh, – it was optional today. I, said, I made something up because G wasn't – I think he wanted to say hi to you. Um, I said, oh, it was optional, so whatever. So before the game, the their room attendant says, hey, uh, Phil wants to see you down there. So I, I go – you guys go into the meeting, and I walk down, and – Sid's in the room and he's all in his workout stuff. Phil's still in his suit, all disheveled. Hairs everywhere, like cat and shade. Just, just Phil love him to death. But, um, he's like, ah, me, what's up, man. It's, I gotta get out of here. It's Pittsburgh. You know, they're just being Phil. And I said, well, uh, I winked at Sid and I said, Hey, Phil, uh, G just, G said he wants to get it over with right away tonight. He says, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I said, well, you, you told me after that game last year that, you know, you were going to give it to him and you wanted to go. He goes, fuck you, man. It's, no, it's last season. He says, I've got five <laughs> fights. He goes, I'm done. And, and I looked at Sid, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, he's kind of got to answer the bell, doesn't he? And Sid's like, hey, you, Phil, if you called him out, you got to do it. And he's like, fuck you guys. I, no way. He goes, I got five fights in this league. I'm fucking done. <laughs> and uh, I'm like trying not to laugh. And I said, so you're going to – so Claude's going to drop his mitts right off the hop, 20,000 people, and you're just going to skate away? I'm like, you chopped John Scott with your stick that night in Toronto, you know, like kind of laugh. And then Sid starts dying laughing. I'm like, I'm just kidding. He didn't say anything, but he's like, oh, I was going to say, like, I'm, not, I'm not doing that tonight. <laughs> I would love to see that. Oh my God. Sid was dying. Pump, like you, because, oh, fuck. It was so funny. Imagine what type of uh, gear he can find if he was in like ultimate shape. Yeah. But take, some take... guys, they just they're, it's not in them. Yeah. And right. They can't play anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm rather like that. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's it's well, true. Well, that's what Jake 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 always says. I'm like, why don't you stretch at night? He goes, if I fucking stretch, I fucking hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I, I can't do that. He says, well, I can't yeah. See. yeah, yeah, right. He likes to be tight. He says he likes, yeah, to, he likes to be tight. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that a lot actually. Remember that one year that Marty Brodeur actually started training. I think he like got a strength. He got break. hurt. He, he got hurt. Like or his his bicep or something. He's like never again. But yeah, I guess I guess some guys just know themselves. Uh, well enough to feel like they know what they need, but um, yeah. obviously Kess is one of those guys. You know, he's a freak. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Every night, 
The sick I can't jersey. believe what I paid for this thing. Those full price, prices. Nas? Full price? Full, full price, boys. <laughs> that might be the first time, so I can't be too mad about it. First time <laughs> yeah, I right. paid, paid full price for a jersey was this year. I'm like, you really want G's? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got good taste. I'm just kidding. No, you, yeah, knew he was good getting you knew he was getting it. He's got two. He's got a Pro V1 and a, and a G. It's in a different uh, price bracket. He's like, you sure you want G's? It's like an extra hundred. Yeah, I, sure, <laughs> sure you don't want the whoever that guy. I don't even know who this guy is, but oh man. You have any good uh, nasty stories, G? Of screwing with guys? I know he. I know that you might like oh, his, uh, his. I got his G silly, with a snake. Talk. He was. He was the first. He was the first oh, one I got with a snake. The first one. I have it on video. Do he was on the NHL network. Yeah, I got you. You like walked away. You're mad. And I grabbed you. I'll send it to you. I grabbed you. Because DZ was like standing there. And we were, you were like, you opened it up. You jumped back. You're like, fuck. It was right when you walked in. It was probably bad timing because you were like half asleep. But then I was like, hey, I'm going to get everybody. And then you were like sending everyone down. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> got some new, got this new Red Bull. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was always around just be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Teeing guys up. There was some good. There was some good ones, man. Yeah. Oh God, I used to, I used to rouse in Toronto, right where one of the goalies sits in that corner. It's not G's on the other side usually, but uh, facing that. But there's a closet, and they have this curtain that they could pull out and make cut the room in half, basically. Like if there's concerts, they can make it into two rooms. Well, I mean, literally, this thing goes back like ten feet. So I would say I would get someone, and I'd be like, hey in about two minutes, get in here and we're going to get one of the players to come over and jump out and scare them. And, and they would be like, okay, okay. I'm like, like come back in like two minutes. So I would get in there all the way back. And then <laughs> one of the kids would, yeah. would come in thinking they were going to scare somebody. And I would just like grab their leg or oh. <laughs> ah! they couldn't see anything. They couldn't see, you know, like it's just pitch black and there's black curtain, thick ass curtain. Yeah. I used to do that one all the time. And we put guys in uh, stick bags and yeah, Sal, Sal loves to just hide. Yeah, there's very small space. Right, we need Sal here. Sal yeah, we have to put him in the. He would yeah. put him in a goalie bag all the time. Uh, yeah, we had we, we had Friggy on here talk about his experience with Sal when he freaked out and he poured his full on hot coffee all over Sal when he came out. Was he came out of the stick that bag? That was the lockout. That was yeah. that was 2005. Yeah, he came out of the stick bag. He kicked him too. He, <laughs> he threw the coffee on him. Poured the coffee him. on him. I'm like, holy shit, Fred, that's a little extreme. The burns for one, <laughs> yeah, and then he right. kicks it, booted it. <laughs> Poor Sal. Sal should have like, oh, oh, my yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? That's why I never got in those bags. You never know. <laughs> Somebody pick it up. Yeah, the right. Catch someone at a bad time of their day. And... We had uh, we had Jimmy, we had Junkyard on. Um, he's this week's. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a beauty there by the way which you you know um but we were talking about the sirens at the month and he put it back so he scored the goal but when he sallied it was unbelievable we were just talking about that with ribs so we got evan too so it was good it was good like jim was my first uh, <laughs> was my first roommate my first camp and he had those uh those tidy whiteys and under <laughs> And we were playing in Not about that. We were playing in London, and so we get there right before we get a nap. And he's my roommate. And he gets in those underwear to sleep. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what are you 
That's just uncomfortable, G. Oh, he was <laughs> awesome, though, man. Old school. Where they oh, folded up nice and neat. You know how yeah. neat under his stall. That's what we were talking about, how all his stuff was folded up. And he always needed something, too. Like He's yeah. like, yeah, I just found like three pairs of my 2000s, those Bauer 2000s. He's like, yeah. you wear those 1X. Did you wear those skates all year this year? Yeah. Without changing? Nope. So you got one more pair. I got one more pair, yes. But they figure something out here. Some they, they didn't fit. They were well, Riles, quick story. G, they, they stopped making the 1X, uh, Bauer, the vapor. Went to the 2X. He just didn't like the fill. So we actually went with a 2S, the Supreme Skate, which he had, he had always been a vapor guy, or as far as I know, uh, in pro anyway. And he just didn't really like them. So we went, then, <laughs> then he went to uh, the, the true skates and they're a little heavier. Um, I, I, I guess like that's what most people say. Some people love them. They're comfortable. But then uh, last summer he's like, I think I'm going to go back to the one X. There was some pair there. I'm like, yeah, I know where they were. So we talked to Tuna and found them and everything. But uh, I saw you wearing them. I'm just shaking my head. He comes walking in the year before the very last game and he's carrying these one X skates. And I'm like, no, like, what's he fucking doing now he would get you see g get mad at me was a, a lot but uh in in lo, in a loving way but uh i used to hide his fucking gloves because he wouldn't want to break these i'm like dude and then he's got and it drove me nuts drove me nuts he's he's the only player like the league you wear the, we had the gloves with orange in them they were for the specific jersey i would hide his other ones and he would like like, Go to first underneath. He'd be like, like, he probably just forgot. But then <laughs> I know you were just messing with me because you want me to wear the brand new. Yeah, just, I did. I just couldn't do it mentally. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm going for the warm the warm up, and I'm like, Nasty, where are my fucking gloves? I need them. I'm going to answer now. And he's just like, he has them in the bag. Was there you go? <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna get them. I'm like, I just wish he'd wear these. Fuck these things. It was uh, it was funny because. Cause I would get, I would get emails like, Hey, like Jeru's not wearing the right gloves. And I'm like, you know what, Richie, why don't you drive down here and tell him as he's warming up, looking at me, like he's going to spear me in the fucking teeth. If I don't give him his fucking yeah, gloves, right. man, I'm sorry. He's not wearing them until he's ready. <laughs> but I saw a few guys this year. God, it make you know, my, I get, I the OCD. Oh my yeah. God. Watch it. I see like four guys in orange gloves. I'm just like, Oh my God. I can't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't worry about it anymore. But I used to, I used to hide his gloves and he would, I just keep going, nasty. I'd sit, I'd go hide in the back yeah. to practice when I would put a new pair there. I would just, I could hear him screaming for me. He's so fucking mad. I'd wait about 10 minutes. Once he got going, sometimes he'd be like, oh, they're wet now. Or he'd say, give me those fucking things. But uh, the skates, I couldn't believe you, you went back to those. Now, what are you going to do? Not sure. To be determined. Get a couple months to figure that out. Well, I think that wraps up episode 27 featuring the G unit. For 28, no? I know, right? Maybe maybe we'll change it. Oh, we could. Maybe we could. Yeah, we, we could maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, you know, right. he did one. I was kind of I was kind of shocked he did a he did actually do a uh, podcast with who? He did? I can't remember, but he Oh, uh, Mike McKenna. It was Mike McKenna. Yeah, oh, really? Just recently? Yeah, uh, no, back like uh, six months ago, before he got the job. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you get to see uh, Hexy in Pitt? Did he ever did he come down yeah. and say hi or did he stay uh, away? We played at home. We're playing soccer and he walked through. Oh, okay. That's cool. It was weird. Well, 
It it's weird, weird seeing him in in that with a, just a bet, you know, like a jersey, not a jersey, but a jacket all yeah, with a penguin. Like, I'm like, you're with the enemy now. Yeah, He's right. This weird G. Watch what uh, Jeff Carter said to me. He was yeah. traveling in, and he goes, he goes. I never first of all thought I'd get traded, but I got traded trade out L.A. So it's way different. Yeah. It's different, you know, sides. But he goes, this I never oh, could see God. me wearing that these colors face off against him he's in front of me i'm just like this is fucking weird he's like, <laughs> yeah you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> oh that's really I didn't weird think of that but what did he light it up g and look yeah. hexy looked like a genius there yeah yeah he, he knew he was good i mean he could still skate so fuck, he just oh, skates man, like it's nothing he still sh- shoot yeah. the puck and yeah. like he's getting to play against the you know he's on the third line there like he's it's you know i mean i'm not saying it's easy. It's definitely not easy, but it does, you know, I think in LA he's playing on one of the top two lines and he's seeing the top two defensive coverages maybe. Um, but uh, he had a hell of a, hell of a run there with him. I think he's got a year. Does he have a year left? I think he has a year left on his deal. Maybe not. I thought yeah. he did, but anyway. Good on, good on Hexy for bringing, bringing a guy that he knows, you know, to, to his yeah. new, his new team. Cause I mean, Kurt's is durable guy. You know, he said he can skate, he can shoot. And obviously he's, he's proven to be a winner. So uh, as a GM, it looks like yeah. a pretty strong move. Hexy, moving some bodies. Moving them. Um, yeah. But anyway, G, seriously, man, uh, known you a long time, buddy. Love you, you know, your family. And um, it's fun watching you play. It's weird. I went to my first game this year uh, and I had to like put a rope around Elvis because all he did was dance. Um, I could even watch the fucking game. We're right across from the bench too. And, and he's like, uh, dancing around and I got my phone. I'm trying to video him cause he was having so much fun. And he's like, dad, daddy, look. And I said, yeah, I see. You. And he goes, no, no, look up. I look up the screen. Me and him are the only two on the fuck. No and I'm like, I, seen that. I went like this. I just kind of put my head down and, and, you know, like I'm laughing. I'm like, whatever. But he danced the whole time. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, uh, Jakey. <laughs> Jakey got us tickets and, and uh, so we, we went a couple of times, but it was talking about freaking out, man. I'm, I never watch a game there. Like I, you know, like I'm like watching you guys play and I can watch it. This is, is, is wild. Uh, but anyway, um, love you to death, man. You're, you're a hell of a player. You've been a hell of a player. You got a lot of shit left too. You got a lot, lot left in you. And um, we really do appreciate you coming on brother. Well, thanks for having me on and uh, say hi to all this for me and uh, see you guys. Uh, when season starts over, let's, uh, let's have a beer and talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and also let's uh, maybe we'll have a little horse game. Um, put a little, put a little something on it. I got a, I got a. I know it's sick. I know it's awesome. I've seen it. <laughs> sick court, man. Yeah. All right, brother. Yeah, All right, great seeing you, G. Appreciate you hopping on. Yes. All right, man. Talk soon. See you, buddy. Later. All right, that episode was brought to you by Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening. You know who's got to steal. Nasty's got to steal. Howie Steel, baby. And everything else, including the best grind in town. And Body Check Wellness. For all your hemp-derived CBD functional mushroom needs, check out bodycheckwellness.com. And I want to thank our special guest, G-Unit, Claude Giroux, captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, for hopping on with us. It's nice to reconnect with G. Yep. He is a good man. He's a good man and a 
hell of a player. Oh my God. I, I don't know if he's quite appreciated enough around this area, to be honest with you. Um, I agree. We, we both know him. So it's a little different for us, but, uh, 858 points in 943 games, man. It's yeah. pretty impressive. It's tough to replace, yeah. And, I mean, he just, trade him, trade him. Yeah, okay, what are you going to yeah. get? Yeah, what are you, you going to get? You better make sure you're getting someone that can run that power play like him when all the big face-offs he wins. You know, like, he's a, he's a hell of a player, man. Yeah, I I, th- I think the biggest thing for, for fans to realize is just because he's not the leader that you envision doesn't mean he's not a good leader. It doesn't mean right. he's not a great player. I think everyone kind of has this mold of what what he should be. He should be like, you know, Eric Lindros or, you know what I mean, or or, yeah. or, or whoever, you know. And I, I think for G is, is we talked about it, just being being himself. And, you know, that's where the genuine leader comes into play. And his teammates see it, you know. I think anybody yep. you ask about G is – um, is that he's he's a great leader, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, we talked about this before. Is that he needs maybe a beefier surrounding cast of that core leadership group? Because you look at teams that we talked about this too. Look at the teams that have won the last ten years or every year, really. The yeah. core group of leaders is is like you know five Claude Giroux in, in some way, shape, or form, or or, or seven or eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Um, but no, G. You know, high end skill. Great, great guy. Um, works his ass off. People don't realize that's, how hard this guy that's works. That's another thing. He works. He shows up. I, I, I meant that when I said it. Like, he shows up every night. Yeah, I, he know, does. He showed up. I mean, all most NHL players do. Like, you For guys sure. play played injuries. Like, but I, I'm just saying, like, G. I'm not saying other guys don't show up every night, but G always show. Like, he's just such a competitor. Yeah, he cares. Um, I mean, he just he. He shows up, man, every night. Yeah. And like you said, he works hard. He works his bag off in practice, too. He's not one of those guys, from, you know, last on, first off. Like, he's out there, and he, he works. Oh, yeah. And he, dem- and he demands the, the the other guys, you know. He stays on them. And, um, it, 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 that's a good thing. You know, this year, there weren't many practices, man. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think any team probably could really practice like like the coaches would want. But uh, anyway, he's a he's a hell of a player. We sure did enjoy having him on and talking to him. We'll we'll have him on again because we're gonna have to have a little horse contest, I think, or something. Uh, <laughs> playing some hoops with G. Yeah. Um, he he claims fun. he claims to be one of the best athletes around. So have to do something with him for sure. Yeah, it'd be good to to reconnect maybe closer to the season with him and yeah. do something face to face. You know, the Zoom was. It was good. It served its purpose, but I think, gee, we get him sitting down and getting some laughs yeah. out of him. Get him, yeah. well, get him in his in element. The, in the studio. In the studio. As you like to say. Yeah, we'll be in the <laughs> studio. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, we appreciate him coming on. I know he's uh, busy with the fam and expecting again here in what, August, I think he said. So. August, yeah. Congrats to him and the fam. Thanks again to G for hopping on. That wraps up episode 28 of Nasty Knuckles. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 29. Until then, knuckleheads, stay safe and have some fun. See you, knuckleheads. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.